102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 534. And Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Real nice. Sunny, a high of 75. Tonight, clear. Uh, low of 49 for tomorrow. Mostly cloudy. And a high of 73. It's about 44. Yes, 44. Right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Zolak will be joining us after 8 o'clock today. We'll talk about Patriot football. We also got tickets to see uh, the Australian Pink Floyd show. They're coming to Worcester uh, this weekend. We also have the keyword to cash after 8 o'clock. Also, you're listening on the podcast. You should be aware that we are brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Would you mind saying that again? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 in Motley Crue with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Who comes in here and starts moving stuff around? Oh, dude, don't even get me started. Because, you know, I got a computer screen yeah. that, you know, we are all yeah. individually allowed to, you know, or- organize ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Every day I got to do, I don't know whether it's Pat or Dan or somebody. I suspect it's Pat. Screws around with my entire computer. I don't know. I think it's Dan. I don't know. I see a lot of Dan, a Dan, lot of evil in Pat's eyes. I think Dan's a little passive aggressive too. He won't uh, he won't let you know that he you know what I mean. Like he won't let you know that he's angry with you. He'll just do something every once in a while, and you'll find out. And you're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, my headphones are, yeah. are moved. I would like to think that any aggression uh, aggression that he has is not directed towards me. I hope not. But either. I can't uh, I can't confirm that. But that's why I'm thinking it's Pat. Did we talk about Marcotte Ford being the sponsor of the podcast? Oh, yeah. No, I already okay. mentioned that. I yeah. just wanted to make sure that we got, oh, that, yeah. we got that taken yeah. care of. I'll By do it way. again if you want me to. Uh, sure. Go ahead. Why All right. Not? Well, uh, you know, if you're listening on the podcast later on today, uh, it is brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. See, we're just going to make sure we make up for last week. We didn't do it. Uh, it's going to be sunny today with a high of 74. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 72. It's uh, 45 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. You remember hearing that rumor a couple of weeks ago that uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson could actually be brothers? Yes. You know who started that rumor? They did. No. Matthew's mother, Kay. Matthew says, quote, We're all sitting around... I don't even know how to do it. We're all sitting around in Greece one night talking about... Talking, and my mom out of nowhere in a little pause goes, Oh, I knew your dad, Woody. And she goes, Just saying, we might have frequented the same similar place out in West Texas one time when he was on furlough. He added, uh, and, and and we all went, what? Now we got to go go do some DNA tests. Apparently, Kay was separated from Matthew's dad right around the time she knew Woody's father. Now, is this before or after Woody's father went to jail for prison? Uh, you know, went to prison for murder. Well, I'm sure that would be before because she wasn't having conjugal visit sex. Mm. Yeah, that's that sex will melt your face off. That's a that's something to find out, huh? Yeah. Yeah, two uh, two major Hollywood actors being related to each other because their mom was a little floozy. You know, one swab with a with a with a DNA test, and you're all all of a sudden you got to you got to buy extra birthday gifts and Christmas yeah, presents. It's like ah, you're much. better off not knowing. Cindy Crawford was brand new when she appeared on the Oprah Oprah Winf- Winfrey show. Didn't I just say to you yesterday we don't do enough stories about Cindy Crawford? Yes, and Oprah Winfrey. Uh, back in 1986, and looking back on it now, she doesn't like the way Oprah treated her. 
After commenting on her body, Oprah made Cindy stand up and show it off to the audience. On that new uh, Apple TV Plus series, The Supermodel, Cindy says, quote, I was like the chattel, chattel, what do you say, how do you say that? Uh, C-H-A-T-T-E-L? Chattel? Or, I have no idea. Or a child, like, uh, be seen and not heard. When you look at it through today's eyes, when Oprah's like, stand up and show me your body, like, show us why you're even worthy of being here. She added, quote, in the moment I didn't recognize it, only when I looked back and I was like, oh my gosh, that was so not okay, especially from Oprah. You know, I totally understand this. Uh, it is a burden to be constantly eyed as a sex object. You know, everyone's looking at you, and it's it's all because of how great you look. I'm going to tell you, it's a burden, Steve. Yeah. It is. Oh, it's I a know. cross I bear every single day of my life. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, it has, not, it has never been simple. Yeah, I know you have to swat down the paparazzi because they just want a good shot yes. of you uh, every single moment of the day. Because you have to wonder, well, you know, why are they showing me appreciation? Is it because of the kind of person I am? Or is it simply because I'm a piece of meat to these people? I think you're just a piece of meat. I think so, too, sometimes. Oh, by the way, chattel refers to movable goods that can be owned, bought, and sold like livestock. Ah. So she felt like she was a cow. Even though she really wasn't. She's no cow. She was more like a calf. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like nice calves. Uh, this is uh, just a little too perfect. Taylor Swift was spotted out on the town in New York City on Tuesday night, arm in arm with Sophie Turner. She just announced her split from Joe Jonas, who just happens to be Taylor's ex. What or who do you think Taylor and Sophie talked about? Uh, probably talked about what they were going to have for lunch. Taylor and Joe dated for about uh, about 15 years ago, which should make you feel pretty old at this mm. point. And Taylor claimed that he broke up with her in a 27-second phone call. Oh, been there, done that, my brother. You know, uh, I would think that if Taylor Swift had lunch dates mm-hmm. with all of her ex-boyfriends, ex-wives, and girlfriends, yeah. she'd be getting free lunches for the rest of her life. You'd think so. You would think so. I would think so. Uh, Paul McCartney wrote Hey Jude for a young Julian Lennon to offer him comfort during the divorce of his parents, John and Cynthia Lennon. And Julian admits he has a love-hate relationship with it. While he's absolutely thankful for it, he says, quote, I probably heard that song and heard renditions of it more than most people alive. I'm going to guess mm-hmm. that the, uh, the biggest struggle is that you have to sit through seven minutes of it. If it were like a two-minute song... All right, well, that'd be okay. That's one of those songs you can uh, have a couple of rounds of drinks with the boys and get all tipsy and start singing. Oh, yeah. He says uh, friends sent him videos of, quote, babies in nappies singing it, which I really don't want or need. (laughs) Something else he doesn't like about the song is that it's, quote, a stark and dark reminder of what actually happened, a.k.a. that his dad walked out on him and his mom. Yeah, well, you know. He was kind of young at the time, but yeah, yeah, that's a constant reminder of every in in increments of seven minutes at a time. But but, it, but isn't that pretty pretty wild though? Like y- you take a song that is probably one of the one of the most recognizable songs from the Beatles, especially towards the end of their uh, their run there, right? And everybody loves it. But there's one person out there who really doesn't like it at all. And it was written for you. Yeah, it was written for you. (laughs) Uh, Tom Hanks is down to get dirty. Hey, now. All right.
is Tom Yanks, if you know what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah, right. Uh, if it means going into space, he's willing to do all the onboard chores like cleaning toilets, serving food, folding clothes, and stowing the gear. Hasn't he already been into space and it didn't go very well? Uh, he never went to space. Sure he did. Oh, in that movie. No, 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 no. He went into space. There was a problem with the capsule getting it back into uh, into you know into our orbit. Yeah, that that was the uh, that was your the plot line for Apollo 13. Oh, you saw it too. Yes, I did. It wasn't really him. He, he was up qu- there with Kevin Bacon and another guy. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it didn't go that well. There's bacon in space. He says, "Quote: If there was room, I would be the guy that cleans up, makes jokes, tells stories, and keeps everybody entertained. I'm your man. I'd probably sign up right now. That might be a good idea. I'll do all the work." That way others could be free to do other stuff. I think he's trying to kiss ass with Jeff Bezos to get on one of them rocket ships again, or Elon Musk. Tom Hanks has to kiss the ass of no man. Yeah. Uh, A survey found... A survey found that Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street is America's favorite horror villain, but the most iconic horror film is Friday the 13th. The top family-friendly Halloween movie is Coraline. By the way, we're going to be speaking with the original Jason... Uh, from the Friday the 13th movies. Oh, really? He's uh, coming back to the area? Yeah, we're going to talk to him uh, next week. They're going to be doing a show up at Gateway City Arts. Up, oh, very uh, cool. Up in Northampton. And uh, let's see what Kim Kardashian. Uh, fans are slamming Kim Kardashian, saying her performance in American Horror Story ruined the show. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God, the last time I got slammed this hard was when Ray J gave me a cooch contusion when he cranked the Roosevelt in that sex tape. You can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Cranked the Roosevelt? So hard that he puts me in a wheelchair. <laughs> uh, Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once danced in the vampire bund. <laughs> a little lip lock on the love muscle. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I had doo-doo yum-yums from the downstairs FaceTime call. <laughs> Did you ever have doo-doo yum-yums from the downstairs FaceTime no, call? No, I, I have not. I was trying to get that jingle from the doo-doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash for Rock 102. Who's got your back? Marcotte Ford. That's who. At Marcotte, having your back goes well beyond your purchase. You see, Marcotte knows your time is very valuable. So when you need your vehicle serviced, Marcotte goes above and beyond. Marcotte will pick up your vehicle from your home or work, service it, and then return it to you. So when Marcotte says they have your back, they have it before, during, and after your purchase. See for yourself. Get started by contacting Marcotte Ford on Main Street in Holyoke or MarcotteFord.com. See dealer for complete details. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let's face it. The biggest story in sports this year isn't the Patriots trying to choose a backup quarterback for Mac Jones, isn't the firing of Red Sox GM Kyan Bloom, it isn't even the decision to make Brad Marchand the new team captain of the Bruins, even though it probably should be. No, sir. The biggest story in sports this year has to be Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. Are you kidding me? After just three games a season, Deion is being touted as possibly the most gifted head coach in college football after taking the team that went 1-11 last year and turning them into the 19th ranked team in the country. 
What Dion is doing in Boulder is nothing short of astounding, especially in the new era of NIL contracts and national TV coverage. Dion is single-handedly transforming the game of college football and maybe all of college sports. And as a result, everybody wants to jump aboard the Colorado bandwagon. Everybody, including seven-time Pro Bowl Hall of Fame defensive tackle Warren Sapp. This week, Sapp appeared on the Rich Eisen Show to talk about the possibility of joining the Colorado coaching staff next season. This comes after Coach Prime extended an open invitation to Sapp to join the team on a part-time basis, which, while sounding like a job offer, is still a part-time position at best. Of course, why wouldn't Deion Sanders want Warren Sapp to be coaching the team? This is a guy who would provide a wealth of knowledge to the kids about not only playing good defensive football, he would also be able to teach some of these kids some other valuable lessons like filing for bankruptcy after not paying your taxes during a four-year span, how to rack up thousands of dollars in fines for unsportsmanlike conduct, how to weasel your way out of a domestic violence charge, and more importantly, how to properly solicit a prostitute after covering the Super Bowl for the NFL Network. If Warren Sapp could enlighten these young players on that sort of stuff, which happens to be the stuff that he's really knowledgeable about, then I can see the dude making a real difference in the lives of these impressionable young men. And so, I'd be hiring that guy right in the spot to make sure he doesn't slip away. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You see all those leaves that are about to fall in your lawn? Well, you can't get too prepared, because at some point you're going to say, wait here, suckers, and you tear over to Rocky's for a leaf blower or a big-ass rake or leaf bags or whatever you need. If those poor leaves haven't jumped and left by the time you get back, you'll get rid of them with a new fall cleanup gear at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 615 and ACDC with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 74. Tomorrow, uh, partly cloudy with a high of 72. It's 45 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us after 8 o'clock today. Also, uh, the keyword <laughs> to cash. We'll announce that after 8 just before we talk to Scott. There you go. I, uh, I was messing around with uh, chat GPT. You know, that AI thing? Yeah. And you can ask it to to. There was an article that I read that um, like John Grisham and all of these authors are are, are suing uh, the chat B, uh, chat GPT. Uh, what is it? What is something AI? Something whatever. Yeah, I don't know the company, but yeah, whatever the name of the company is, they're suing them, saying that you're basically lifting our works if you say you know write me a story in the style of John Grisham. This thing writes you all this stuff, but it's also <laughs> taking pieces of what he wrote and putting it all together. So these authors are trying to you know uh, trying to sue them to stop that from happening. Sure, just lift their works. And of course, you know, it's probably already been done because I I already went on Chat uh, GPT and I said write me a write me a crime story in the style of John Grisham and it said I'm sorry I can't do that and I'm like yeah because there was a court that, order it's a, it's a pending lawsuit so I said well let me just have some fun with this and I said write me a funny story about a morning duo named Bax and Nagel you ready okay so this is titled. And this wrote this in like two seconds. I don't even know, like, all of this stuff came out in in, in less than two seconds. How long is it? Uh, It's probably a good four minutes. All right. Four minute read. Righty? All right. All right. Title The Bax and Nagel Morning Mayhem. Oh, Jesus. All right. It's already starting off bad. In the quirky town of Whimsyville, there were two morning radio hosts who were known far and wide for their offbeat humor and hilarious antics Bax and Nagel. 
Every day at the crack of dawn, they took over the airwaves with their brand of chaos. One particularly eventful morning, Bax decided it was time for a prank of epic proportions. He had secretly filled the studio with rubber chickens, dozens of them. When Nagel walked in, he was greeted by a sea of squawking, bouncing rubber fowl. Nagel's bewildered expression was priceless, and he couldn't help but burst into laughter. Bax, with a mischievous... I can't say that word. Mischievous. Mischievous grin, grabbed a rubber chicken and declared, It's cluck o'clock on the Bax and Nagel show! (laughs) That's clever. I think this was from last year that they're writing this. The uh, two hosts began an absurd game of chicken toss, aiming for various studio props. Yes. Each successful throw was met with exaggerated crowing and applause, much to the amusement of their listeners. As the show continued, Bax unveiled his latest invention, the banana phone. It was a banana duct taped to a rotary phone receiver. He claimed it was the latest in fruit-based communication and technology. Bax dialed random numbers and engaged in hilarious conversations with whoever picked up, pretending to be the banana bandit on a mission to steal all the potassium in town. That is bananas. Nagel, not to be outdone, brought out a suitcase filled with whoopee cushions of all sizes. He distributed them to unsuspecting studio guests. Oh, we have guests now, I guess. Uh, including the <laughs> yes. station's weatherman, who unwittingly provided the soundtrack for a live bro- broadcast of the Whoopi Weather Report. Oh, that Dan Brown got fooled again, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Laughter echoed throughout Whimsyville as listeners heard unexpected toots and giggles alongside the forecast. Midway through the show, they received a call from a local bakery that wanted to sponsor their show. Bax and Nagel couldn't resist the opportunity. They declared it Baker's Battle Royale and embarked on a zany cupcake-eating contest complete with frosting-covered faces and competitive munching. The grand finale of the morning mayhem came when Bax and Nagel decided to serenade their listeners with a duet of cat meows. They recorded themselves attempting to mimic the sounds of a choir of cats in the studio, and the result was a hilarious and surprisingly melodic performance that had even the most stoic listeners in stitches. All right, well, as, guilt, guilty as charged on that one. I, I was going to say, they, they must have known that we did that. As the show concluded, Bax and Nagel thanked their audience for tuning in to the Bax and Nagel Morning Mayhem. They knew they might not be the most traditional morning radio host, but they certainly knew how to start the day with laughter mm. and the delight. Delightful town of Whimsyville. Well, at least people stopped talking about that one guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I wrote. Right. I said, well, let's make this a little bit darker. I said, write me a sad story about a morning radio show with the name Bax and Nagel in it, right? Okay. This one's called. The Silent Sun. I don't even know if I really want to read this. How bad is it? It's dark. It's it's not dirty or anything. It's just dark. You ready? Yeah, sure. The Silent Sunrise. In the heart of a small, close-knit town, there were two beloved morning radio hosts named Bax and Nagel. For years, they had brought laughter and joy to their listeners, but behind the cheerful facade, a quiet sadness lingered. Bax, known for his infectious laugh, mm-hmm. laughter and witty banter, had been battling a silent illness for months. Ah, oh, Jesus. His once vibrant energy had dwindled, and he hid his pain with humor during their morning show. Nagel, his co-host and best friend, had noticed the changes, but didn't want to confront the reality of Bax's deteriorating health. <laughs> <laughs> They're not far off. No, well, listen, yeah. I'm not dying here. No, but uh, you've had the knee, the Yeah, no, I've had my issues, sure. 
Uh, on one one chilly morning as they prepared for their show, back stumbled and nearly fell. Nagel rushed to his side, concerned etched on his face. You didn't do any mouth-to-mouth stuff, did you? Hang on. Because we did enough of that stuff with the Big E. We didn't get to that part yet. Bax, trying to play it off, laughed it away, but he couldn't hide the truth any longer. He admitted that he had been diagnosed with a terminal illness, one that offered no chance of recovery. <sighs> Nagel was devastated by the news. He had shared countless laughs and unforgettable moments with Bax, and the thought of losing his friend and radio partner was unbearable. But Bax, ever the optimist, insisted that they continue with their show as if nothing had happened. That would have never have happened. No, on this show. of course not. For weeks, the morning show went on, but the atmosphere was different. Bax's laughter was a little forced. Nagel's jokes lacked their usual enthusiasm. Well, that's li- true. Well, they always do. <laughs> their listeners, who had grown to adore the duo, sensed that something was amiss. They flooded the studio with heartfelt letters and messages of support, mm. hoping hoping to lift their spirits. One day, as Bax's condition worsened, he collapsed during a live broadcast. Nagel, filled with panic, called for help. Paramedics arrived quickly, but it was too late. Bax had passed away, surrounded by the soundboard and microphones that had been his second home for so long. Oh, my God. This is the most depressing thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Nagel was left with a heavy heart and a silenced microphone. He struggled to find the strength to return to the studio, knowing... Actually, I could return here in a second. I need bills to pay, man. (laughs) Just because this guy's dead, I'm like, the mortgage doesn't stop needing to be paid. Hey, show must go on. The uh, town mourned the loss of their beloved radio host, and the morning show that had brought so much joy was no more. Nagel, in tribute to his dear friend, played a recording of Bax's laughter on their final show. It echoed through the airwaves, a bittersweet reminder of the laughter and camaraderie they had shared. Then, with a heavy heart, Nagel signed off for the last time, and the once lively studio fell into a somber silence. Last time? Last time? What are you talking about? You'll have Marty. Moving on to a new wife. Yeah, you'll have Marty in here in no time. Oh, he'd be on that. When you were on that, uh, you were on your deathbed, you're like, Marty, come on. Let's. Hey, I think this might be tomorrow. I I know there's a dinner show tonight at at, uh, at 8 o'clock, but would you mind filling in for Bax for the rest of your life? (laughs) The silent sunrise was a poignant reminder that even in a world of morning radio hosts where laughter and happiness were the norm, life's cruel twist could cast a shadow over the brightest of personalities. (laughs) Bax's memory lived on in the hearts of their listeners and in the quiet moments when Nagel would remember the days of laughter and friendship. Oh, my God. This is so (sighs) morbid. It is, but but that's probably how it's going to. That's end. probably how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he never got to that two thousand nine hundred and fifty-eight yeah, you know, days yeah, of retirement. And he only left. had like fifteen days yeah, left to go. What's the number here? Uh, the number is exactly. Hold on, uh, two thousand nine hundred and fifteen days. Yeah, he only made it to two thousand nine hundred and thirteen <laughs> days. Hey, hey, let's not rush this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go. That's, that's <laughs> don't an, bury me yet. That, that's AI authors uh, of, uh, of morning of the of the story of Bax and Nagel. Hey, if I ever get desperate and I have to tell, ask you to tell me a story, hold off for a little bit. Oh, I will. Yeah, I will. good. Yeah, I will. It's six twenty four with Bax and Nagel on Rock One. It's uh, six twenty eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today uh, with a high of seventy four. Tomorrow partly cloudy with a high of seventy two. It's forty five right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, again. Uh, let's see, uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us after 8 o'clock. We'll also have tickets to the Australian Pink Floyd show to give away and also the keyword to cash coming up after 8, too. Sweet. Do you want to laugh? I do. All right, let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock.
Two drunk guys walk out of a bar, right? Right. They see a dog on the sidewalk uh, licking his boys. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And the one guy laughs and goes, man, I wish I could do that. And then the other guy goes, you know, I tried petting him first. <laughs> That's a classic yeah, joke. Yeah, he meant to do I could do it myself. That joke's uh, never you not know. funny. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? It was the last thing I ripped off uh, the internet before we uh, got to this stupid thing. Backs and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 632 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. You know, sometimes I don't know why I bother getting up in the morning. Why? Because remember I told you that the whole Bing thing when you when you open when we open up our explorers, the Internet Explorer, when all this stuff pops up from Bing, it's like MSN or whatever. Yeah. Uh NASA warns asteroid the size of the Empire State Building could could hit Earth, like in the next forty years. Ooh, better start preparing now. Well, I, I mean, it's like obviously somebody's going to have to deal with that. Hopefully, not us. Yeah, but that's uh, that's not us. We're not going to be around. I'm not going to be around another forty years. No, but your children will be. All right, but you know, let's assume it uh, hits someplace else. No, where they're someplace other than where they're at. Yeah. As long as it hits some place where nobody really cares about, like yeah. uh, like, a far- Antar- like Antarctica, where there's nobody there. Yeah, like yeah. a like a like a unpopular, a, a densely, excuse me, a loosely populated foreign country. Okay, all right. I don't want to see a lot of death, but yeah, listen, if it causes a big hole in the ground, big what? Yeah, what's the big deal? Right? Big it only whoop. knocked out all the dinosaurs. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, uh, since the start of the Big E six days ago, the West Springfield police have been called nearly a dozen times by mistake. For people who have an iPhone, there's an emergency SOS setting that will automatically call 911 when you press and hold the power button down and one of the volume buttons or rapidly press the side button five times. A countdown will begin and an alert will sound. If the countdown ends and you're still holding the buttons, the iPhone calls 911. The iPhone 14 and 19, uh, 14 Pro models, as well as the newest versions of Apple Watch, also have a crash detection feature that automatically makes emergency calls after the device detects the user has been in a, quote, severe crash, like a head-on crash or rear-end collision or hit from the side. Or being on a ride at the Big E and getting oh, your body slammed into things. However, these safety tools seem to be setting off false alarms for some people enjoying the amusement rides or bouncing around in a purse or in someone's pocket at the Big E. Law enforcement is required to send out a welfare check on all 911 calls, thus draining resources from fire, law, and emergency service departments. So what ride is like more susceptible to making that kind of emergency call? I can't imagine it's a, the Ferris wheel, but the Tilt-A-Puke probably oh, could do it. Oh, I'm going with that Tilt-A-Puke. Or the, or That's the, the one that always gets the me. the other one, the, the Roundup one, where it, uh, it sucks you to the side? Of the, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. The thing when it spins around. According to the West Springfield Police Sergeant Joe LaFrance, uh, there has been about a dozen abandoned 911 calls inside the Big E since the start of the fair. Officers sent the la- to, are sent to the last pinged location of the phone if they do not respond. Police are asking callers to stay on the line with dispatchers and explain the reason or pick up the phone if they receive a call back if they accidentally call 911. You know, I've always been suspicious of that ride. You know, the one that spins around like the spin cycle? Yeah. There's no rinse. There's no wash. I don't know what kind of, you know, whether you're using hot water or some sort of fabric softener. It's just pure gravity sucking you to the edges. 
Ooh, the way, exactly, you, the way you describe it sounds kind of hot. That's uh, exactly what happens when you uh, when you get yourself. Like, say if you put your whole body in a washing machine and turned it on spin cycle, that's what would happen to you. Yeah, that's why all those towels get uh, you know stuck to the sides. Yeah, I was watching that uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode about the towels, about how brand new towels are no good to oh, use because yeah. they don't have enough absorbency in them, but you got to have the old nasty towels in order to uh, create that. It's so true, isn't it? It is true. Yeah. I hate I hate new towels. Yeah, because they don't absorb anything. Why is that? We got a bunch of kitchen towels. Uh, yeah, to like dry dishes and stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't dry jack squat. No, because they're too bougie and nice. Yeah, you got to run them through the wash a couple of times. I like one that looks like it's been like uh, like through a septic tank two or three times. Yeah, you, that's, you, that's, least, a, that's a good dish rag. That's a good dish rag. Yeah. The uh, feature is in place for those emergency for those in an emergency who cannot dial nine one one. It can be turned off in order to avoid calling by mistake. There's an option to turn off the feature by navigating the settings, privacy and security, location service. This is too much. This yeah. is too much for the news to tell me this. You shouldn't be dialing nine one one at the biggie unless you were involved in a fight. And I mean, when I talk about a fight, I'm not talking. I'm talking about one of those fights where it's definitely a fight and not some sort of uh, phony TikTok thing. Right. Because no I'm hearing a lot about that. Phony Lately. TikToks? Yeah, that some of these fights that are allegedly yeah. happening are fake. They're fake fights. Well, I told you, a friend of mine, she was like, I think that's fake. And I was like, Is it, you really think it's fake? I mean, the guy looked like he was getting his, his uh, beat down uh, right there in the middle of the, the midway. Mm-hmm. But if you really look at it, he's really not getting that beat up. And there's a lot of people involved, and then they all run away and they don't get caught. Yeah. It's all for show. It's like a big. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. I like think a violent is. flash mob thing. I, I, I'm. I didn't think that at first, and now I'm kind of convinced that it might be, because everybody wants to be TikTok famous. Remember, I said that the other day. World star, world star hip hop. Mm-hmm. They put all those uh, things in there. I don't know. It's not right. Uh, two drivers were issued tickets after passing a school bus illegally in Hadley on Wednesday. They're really cracking down on these uh, these folks up there. According to Hadley Police, at approximately 7.45 a.m., a school bus approached a stop on Rocky Hill Road near Highland Circle, activating its yellow and then red alternating lights. After the red lights activated, two vehicles, a white SUV and then a gray SUV, passed by the school bus. The school buses have cameras on them and are taking pictures of you Mm -hmm. passing the school bus with your license plate number in full view so they know exactly who you are. Both motorists were issued a citation for uh, failure to stop for a school bus, 255 bucks. Wow. And Hadley police will continue to monitor school buses at various times in the morning and the afternoon. It is illegal in all 50 states to pass a school bus while the stop arm is extended. And the red lights are flashing. Do not attempt to pass the bus. It is definitely illegal, and the cost of injuring or killing a child is far greater than the... Okay, now you're going on a preach. Now, now, now you're being preachy, right? Uh, but it's true. It's like... I get it. It's frustrating to be stuck behind a school bus. But, like, we were talking the other day about this accident on the highway. There's nothing you can do about it. No. Yeah, I mean, Go yeah, a different the, route or leave early. Well, that's what I was going to say. The only thing to, to do to avoid it, it would be to take a, a, a different route, even if it means you have to inconvenience yourself a little bit. No, but people don't want that. They don't want to have uh, logic. Oh, pres- I know. They don't want to be presented with that kind of explanation on how we can fix this. You know, the problem is you, there are too many people on the road who think they own it. Yeah. And uh, you know, school buses, emergency vehicles, uh, pedestrians. 
They're just in the way. You know what the, the Hadley police should do? What? Release the body cam footage of when they go to the house of the person that did this and then tell them, by the way, you're getting a $255 ticket because you passed the school bus this morning. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Here's your picture right here. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that your that's car? A, that's Isn't so that good. you? Isn't that your dumb look on your face going, I got no, I got better things to do than watch for the school bus? Isn't that you extending the middle finger to the bus driver? Uh, students have been back in the classroom for a couple of weeks now, and parents in East Longmeadow have contacted 22 News with concerns over their children's safety on school buses. Parents say the buses are overloaded with kids crowding and sitting in the aisles. These are some of the problems concerned parents in East Longmeadow say they observed observed on the district school buses. East, how do you know if you can't get on the school bus? How would you know if they're sitting in the aisles or not? That's a good point. Yeah, East Longmeadow contracts with the uh, Lower Pioneer Valley Collaborative for transportation services. What if a bus gets into an accident? A kid in the aisle could go through the window. It's really the school and the bus department's job to keep our children safe to and from school, said a concerned parent. Kim Rizzo says she lives a miles from the school, but uh, one of her children is now walking home because of the crowding problems with three to four kids per seat. That really? is a lot. Public transportation in East Longmeadow is not free. It's $250 per student once they hit seventh grade. So we're paying for our kids to supposedly safely ride a bus, but it doesn't seem like they're able to provide that. According to Massachusetts state law, the number of students on a bus should not exceed the number of 13-inch seats available. The average bus seat is 39 inches and has a capacity maximum capacity of three students per seat. The uh, East Long Middle School's Student Transportation Services policy states its purpose is to aid students in getting to and from school in an efficient, safe, and economical manner. 22 News called the East Long Middle Superintendent of the Schools and the Lower, Lower Pioneer Valley Collaborative about this issue, but did not hear back. No, because they're preparing a statement to release to you this morning saying they're taking care of this. You know, um, yeah, I used to take the bus to school. You couldn't fit more than two kids in, in a seat. How are you squeezing in three or four? I think they're built a little bit differently now. I guess, but, I mean, it's not so substantially, you know, a bus is not so wide or wider than they used to be that you could or, justify that. Or are they being built by the people who build Southwest Airline planes? You know, if we just take out uh, two <laughs> inches of extra comfort from everybody. Yeah, we could fit more we could people. We could fit another row in here, you know? Yeah, that's a lot of money for uh, for busing, and uh, I'm sure the people of East Lamadour are all all too happy to pay for that, especially when they'll be paying for that when they have to build that new high school that everyone's uh, yapping all about. Yeah, but 250 bucks, that's not per day. That's 250 bucks for the entire school year. Sure. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good deal. You know how much an Uber costs every day? <laughs> Uber costs you about 20 bucks every day. Yeah, I don't, you probably couldn't uh, get yeah. away with that on the PBTA. No, you absolutely couldn't. Yeah. It's way cheaper than the PVTA. You know, these people and their entitlements complaining about $250 rides for their kids to ride a school bus <laughs> every day. Oh, wow, so you packed in like sardines. God forbid. See, I always, because uh, my kids went to East Lawn Meadow schools, I, uh, I was always in the car line. Yeah. My kids never had the, the great experience of taking a bus to school. Yeah. Which uh, I think is... Probably too bad because I think there's there's no. so much to be learned by bus transportation. You know, we live close enough to the school where my kids aren't eligible to ride a bus. Mm -hmm. And and at one time, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, they're like, "We want to ride the bus," and I'm like, "No, you don't. Like, you don't want to be on the school bus." That was the worst thing <laughs> every day 
especially living out where I lived. I lived in a, in a very rural area of upstate New York. It took about an hour to get to school. Same thing with me. And uh, the bus would pick you up at 610 right in front of the house, and you'd get to school by 720. So it was about an hour and 10 minutes by the time the school bus got there. But you'd have to, you'd be on an empty school bus when you got on. And by the time you were done, there really might have not been uh, enough seats. Yeah. I think the the day that somebody didn't show up because they were sick was probably a good day because we had extra room. I can't ever say I had a good time on my school bus. That no. was always uh, always kind of like a, a, a tension filled. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, I used you know to claustrophobic get... thing that you could never escape from. There's fights on the school bus. There was, uh, you know, people, oh, know, people passing gas. Oh, they did then, that a lot. And then keeping the window closed so, so you can't open the window. There's always a couple of uh, young girls yapping and yapping and yapping yep, with, a, yep. with a yap yap. Oh, my God. My the worst. God. The absolute worst. You don't want to ride the school bus. No, you don't. But uh, for 250 bucks. You know, yeah, as a kid, you don't want to ride the school bus, but as a parent, looking at that price tag of $250 going, it's not a bad deal. Not a bad price to pay for, so I don't don't have to inconvenience myself in a car line. Nine months of transportation for $250? Sold. (laughs) Yeah, but your kid's going to be like a sardine. Yeah, so what? Uh, They'll be scarred for life because of all the bullying that goes on in a bus. Yeah, all the other things that are going wrong in school, uh, the TikTok challenges and, and everything else. I'm sure they'll be just fine. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 74 tomorrow. Partly cloudy with a high of 72. It's 45 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 654 and Bad Company with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 74 tomorrow. Partly cloudy with a high of 72. It is 45 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football. Weekly winners score a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizza in uh, Hamden, pizza the way you like it. The overall season winner gets a $500 cash card, courtesy of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. Uh, check your stats, go with your gut, and play Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool, brought to you by Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. The uh, the leaderboard uh, right now uh, has me uh, at, like, ninth place what overall. Am I? What am I? Uh, uh, way behind. I think I'm out. You may be out. You know why? Because I, I forgot to log back in and do the picks. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Maybe that's it. Yeah, you're like in second, uh, distant, way distant second behind me. Well, they're like, uh, why don't you play and play along with the listeners? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know what? Uh, if I'm not winning anything out of it, I'm not eligible to win. No, you, you can't. You even... lovely people are eligible to win, uh, what is it, what is it $50? Uh, $50 from Geo's. Yeah, you could win that. And yeah. You, and you could win the overall season prize. But I'm not. I so, can go to Geo's any day of the week. It's right down the road. Yeah, I was going to say, what's my incentive to be part of this contest that I cannot win anything from? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's early in the season. You Maybe you could uh, stage a comeback. Is it like bragging rights for the listeners going, I beat Nagel? Actually, considering uh, how much you participate in discussions about sports uh, and football, I would say that's really not much of a... Actually, not much is, of a thing. This is very accurate. Yeah. of where I am on the sports on the sports <laughs> talk level. Yes, I'm way down the bottom. I'm behind everybody because yeah. I didn't even bother doing a picks. And having said that, Scott Zolak will be joining us after eight o'clock today. So yeah, prepare a couple of questions. Uh, do you you cook burgers on the grill, right? 
Yeah, sometimes. What kind of cheese do you use? Do you use uh, good cheese or do you use like uh, you know the synthetic cheese, like a craft? I uh, you know there's a. I prefer a better cheese. Yeah. I, I like the taste of a cheddar. I know that, uh, like, American cheese melts better. Yeah. Still like a better cheese. But is Kraft even American cheese? No, it's a processed right. cheese food. Because, like, Land Lakes from the deli is way better than, like, a, a Kraft American-style cheese. I prefer to have my American cheese not wrapped in individual plastic wraps. Me too. Well, back in May, Kraft announced an update to the packaging for their Kraft Singles because their number one complaint that it was too hard to remove the thin plastic film. Who is having trouble I, with that? You should be ashamed of yourself. Let's check in uh, real quick to see how that's going. Kraft just issued a voluntary recall of Kraft singles to prevent people from eating the plastic wrappers. Who the hell is doing that? Well, they say it's a precautionary after a temporary issue with one of their wrapping machines. When you remove the wrapper on each slice, a thin strip of plastic can rip off and stick to the cheese. So you might not realize, toss it on a burger, and the plastic could be a choking hazard, especially for children. It's not clear if the new wrappers are the problem or not. In May, they said they'd be thicker, sturdier, and easier to open, and that they'd be switching to them later this year. But they didn't say when or where they'd be rolling them out. We Dude, don't if, know if, if you're not are. unwrapping your cheese properly, yeah. uh, that's not a choking hazard. That's just simply thinning out the herd. Yeah. I mean, that's really what that is. Uh, we don't know if the uh, if there were new ra- if these were the new wrappers or the old versions, but they also said they'd be changing the logo on the outer wrapper and the cheese they recall does have the new logo. Uh, oh, I thought it was just a branding on the burger. <laughs> oh, I'm eating a craft burger. They are uh, recalling nearly eighty four thousand cases, but only two versions are affected. Packages with the twenty four slices that expire between. January 10th and 27th, and packages with 72 slices. Listen, go to the website and find out the recall. Notice yourself if you feel like you're in danger of choking on a craft. Yeah, but do uh, yourself thing. a favor. Just use a higher quality cheese. Yeah, why are you, why are you bothering with this crap? I'll agree with you. Uh, you know, Land O'Lakes, uh, Cooper's are all better American what, cheeses. Anything you can get from a deli, I'm sure, is way better than what you would get in the refrigerated dairy section. Of your grocery store. More than likely, Even yes. like shredded cheese, because all that stuff is loaded with preservatives to keep it from going bad on well, the shelf quickly. Right. Like There's like a, like a flower uh, yeah. around it to, yeah. pre- to, uh, to prevent it from clumping in the bag. But if you shred your own cheese, there you go. Yeah, then, you, then, you're, then you're doing yourself a favor. There you go. It's 658 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now... Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Craftsman, Aarons, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, according to my best recollection, I've been the proud owner of a Twitter handle for as long as I can remember. I've seen it all. Inappropriate posts, call for flash mob activities, real-time storming of governmental institutions by dudes in Viking helmets. Heck, I've even seen Twitter undergo a major rebranding by calling themselves X when a rebranding campaign probably wasn't necessary. And yet... I have never had anybody hack my account, assume my identity, and leave behind a wake of devastating hate-fueled tweets designed to impugn my character. It almost makes me wonder, what makes everybody else so special? The latest convenient uh, victim of this sort of imaginary ruse is former Patriot defensive end Chandler Jones. According to reports, Jones, who now plays for the Raiders, has been placed on the team's non-football illness list. Apparently, the team believes that Chandler is too busy taking care of some other personal business. 
Now, in the real world, that can mean any number of things. But in the NFL, maybe not. Because, you see, the sudden move comes after a series of posts emerging from uh, Chandler's ex-feed over Labor Day weekend in which he says, quote, F it. I don't want to play for the Raiders if Josh McDaniels is my head coach or if Dave Ziegler is the general manager. That post has since been taken down. However, Chandler claims that his ex-account was hacked and that somebody other than him was responsible for making these statements. Things got even stranger when this alleged hacked bastard posted that the team had been conspiring to silence Chandler Jones for exposing an abuse situation that involved the daughter of a family friend. This past Monday, the alleged real Chandler Jones posted, quote, Sorry for the mix-up. I was hacked. Please forgive me. Folks, in all the time that I've spent posting dumb memes and fart jokes on social media, I have never had anyone hack into my login information, duplicate my dual-factor identification settings, and start spouting off a bunch of craziness claiming that it wasn't me. Not to say that it doesn't happen, it just doesn't really work that way. No, sir, I'm going to guess these are the sort of paranoid ramblings from someone in a cloudy, booze-fueled blackout. Or they're from someone who really dislikes the people they work with. And then tail spins into that cloudy, booze-fueled blackout before they find up, finally pick up their phone to tweet about it. But hey, never my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. If you just drove past Rocky to buy paint at a big orange megastore, then you better turn around because Benjamin Moore paint is only sold by independent stores with well-trained paint professionals like the ones you'll find at every Rocky's Ace Hardware location. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 101. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 713 in Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 73. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 71. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I uh, very rarely uh, come to work with a uh, neatly pressed shirt on. I uh, hardly ever do that. You know, I was uh, I, I walked in here and, uh, you know, I'm usually wearing some. By the way, my shirt's on inside out this morning didn't you even did, notice you that. didn't even notice no that. but now that but now that you've mentioned it it's you, all i can look at do you want me to change it now i really don't all right uh, well, i'm gonna do it now uh, anyway. Jesus. turn it around oh, God. you should probably should have filmed this yeah well you know i can this we, we still have time i think we're doing enough on tiktok this week yeah i think we've done way too much on yeah TikTok maybe this week all right yeah that's much better all right but i came in here and i saw you and i was like oh are you going to a picnic or uh perhaps a uh a coffee hour after church this morning? <sighs> no, I'm actually uh, I've actually been invited to uh, to speak to a bunch of realtors uh, today. Uh, I'm going to tell them how to sell houses in a uh, tough economy. I was going to say, what do you know about real estate? <laughs> I don't know very much at all. No, I've actually been asked to uh, to speak today about the Mayflower Marathon uh, uh, to the folks at uh, Keller Williams Realty, Donna Taylor, uh, who has been helping us with the Mayflower Marathon for years, uh, asked me to uh, to do this. And, of course, I said, sure, absolutely. And, uh, you know, so I was preparing notes. Yeah, but, uh, you know, what I want to say, I, mm-hmm. I, I asked her how much time I had. Yeah. And she says, uh, use how, uh, me- how many minutes uh, you want. So I've got about uh, 57 minutes of prepared material uh, to speak today because, you know, uh, <clears throat> Who doesn't want to sit and listen to me for a full hour? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be upset if you got there and you got bumped by Chris Kellogg, who was talking about the Children's Miracle Network? <laughs> I'm sorry. He went over his time. Yeah, he and went, we don't uh, have time for you. Uh, that's too yeah. bad. I, suddenly, I feel like Matt Damon on the we're, Jimmy Kimmel show. We're all filled up on charities today. <laughs> we just had a woman who won a car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
here's the thing uh, that I do want to mention. Mean, I'm not going to go through. It's yeah. going to be brief because that's the I prefer to be brief yeah. if I can. But today happens to be uh, the point where we are officially 60 days out from the Mayflower Marathon. I don't know if you were aware of that. It's only 60 days between uh, to from today to the beginning of the marathon on November 20th. That's crazy. Uh, this year, I don't know if people are aware of this because it actually took us a little bit of work to figure this out. This year is officially going to be our 30th anniversary Mayflower Marathon. And, and we're sure about that, right? The yes. 30th? We okay. actually got confirmation, not from our own records, but the open pantry oh, records. Oh, yeah, there so, you Because you know, none of us you know, were, were diligent enough to write it all down. Yeah. Uh, and those files have been purged more, on more than one occasion just for you know the avoidance of lawsuits or you know, whenever we have to Any shred documents. Any number of different things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. So it's our 30th anniversary this year. That's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a milestone. And uh, yeah, everybody here is really proud of it. And so we're you know, going to do whatever we can to make this one special. Now, last year, as you know, we had a, a new location and we raised about $179,000 worth of, uh, of food and cash for the open pantry. It's our best year ever. Right. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a, a woman in here who was uh, doing her own food drive and, and doing a bunch of other, you know, really amazing charitable works in Springfield. Yeah. Well, one of the things that she mentioned, and and as and this really stuck with me because it kind of shows that even though one hundred seventy nine thousand dollars sounds like we had a really great year, yeah. the fact of the matter is that the the need for this kind of help from the open pantry is almost is more than double what it was prior to the pandemic. Right now, think about that, more than double. So before the pandemic, eight point two percent of the households in this area faced some level of food insecurity that number in may of 2020 in the middle of the of uh, of the shutdown when nobody was working nobody was working no one was leaving the house this is may this is like right at the yeah. beginning of the pandemic was up to 19.6 percent think about all the yeah. many people that were not working and not going to the office or you know going to you know to their jobs at that point 19.6 that number started to drop in 2021 to about 10.7 but by the time things turned around and the pandemic was starting to ease up as soon as last june this past june this like, past yeah. june when things were starting to come back to life again mm -hmm. that number went from 10.7 percent to 19 percent now think about that for a minute so last year $179,000 took care of a lot of food for the open pantry but the need has doubled since then. It's, I mean, it's an extraordinary statistic. Last year, and I'll mention this, uh, you know, later on today in my in my presentation, is that you know the open pantry uh, served forty two thousand seven hundred and two meals in twenty twenty two. Damn, that's, that's a lot. That's last year. Yeah, this year. It will be more. It's going to be have, a lot more. It's going to be a lot more. They haven't, you know, given out the uh, the final statistics because the year is still going on. If you back out all the holiday meals that they served, okay, which was about a little more than thirteen hundred holiday meals, Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, that still leaves you with forty one thousand three hundred and seventy eight meals in twenty twenty two. Now, so I know a lot of people are starting to maybe think about the Mayflower Marathon now as they prepare for their own collections and their own efforts uh you're 60 days out it seems like a long ways away it's really not that far yeah 
And, you know, when you consider all of these things, if you if you believe these statistics and there's no reason to not believe them, then I would like to see a situation where $179,000 gets obliterated this year simply because of the need that is involved. It is a dramatic shift in where things were from just a couple of years ago to where we are today. Yeah. Hey, you know, you think about, uh, you know, I, I'm lucky that I don't have to worry about that. You know, I, I, I don't have to worry about where my next meal's coming from. I know that I can, uh, you know, prepare and buy a week's full of groceries and and, and be okay and, and not have to. Uh, that scares me to 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 know that that could happen. Mm-hmm. That could happen to, to any one of us. And that's and that's the thing. It's the stigma attached to people who are hungry as if there's some sort of. Uh, because I've heard this before. I'm not saying that this is like the common place, but uh, oh, they're lazy and they don't want to work and they don't want to do anything. That's not the case. These are these people are just are your neighbors. They're yeah. the people that live next door to you. You might not even know that your neighbor is getting uh, boxes of food from food pantries in order to support his family. The the assumption is that this is only about homelessness, but the issue is really more than just that. I mean, they. You know, their loaves and fishes program at the open pantry certainly takes care of a lot of that. But there's also the emergency food pantry, which is for exactly what you're talking about. Anybody's just a, you know, a, I mean, yeah, you've got food in your fridge now that you could yeah. probably eat for a while. But, you know, if you were to, God forbid, uh, find yourself in some sort of financial situation where, you know, you lost your house, it got yeah. foreclosed on, you lost your job, the house burned down any number of calamities that may happen in someone's lives and we know that that happens all the time right you know suddenly you know that confidence that you have that you can find food for next week or tomorrow or even today gone kind of uh, stands on a very tender house of cards when you really kind of think about it if, you know you're one paycheck away from serious financial collapse depending on on your situation not everybody has that kind of, you know, ability to say, oh, I'll be fine for the next couple of months. Hope so. That would be great if you are. But a lot of people, most people are not that lucky. I'm sorry. I work in radio. I've always been one paycheck away from complete collapse. So, I mean, I don't know what these people and are complaining about. Yeah. And that hasn't yeah. changed in 18 years. No, it has not. Right. Uh, but uh, no, but I, but in all seriousness, you're absolutely right. You never know when something's going to happen to you. And you, you need, this is why you need to, you know what? Even if you just buy an extra can of, of something a week with your grocery order. Yeah. A couple extra cans a week, whatever. You put that together and it's not expired. We don't want expired food. No. But you collect that and you bring it on down to 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 MGM when back in November when we when we do our food drive. Yeah, I mean the reason I wanted to talk about this at all is is isn't just the fact that I'm going to be you know speaking today about it, but the the, the reason I'm 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 talking about it is because I realized that once October rolls around, there's many organizations, many schools, many neighborhoods, many businesses that start thinking about the Mayflower Marathon and the Open Pantry, and to get people thinking about how important it is now, uh, you know, may mean that they start a little bit earlier than usual collecting, you know, food and cash Listen, for the open pantry. Dollar General was selling Halloween stuff at the beginning of July 
we can definitely solicit you to start collecting your canned goods and your non-perishable food yeah. items for the open pantry. Or at least now. start thinking about how you want to do that. You know, what can you do? There's a lot of people asking for help and a lot of people that are willing to respond. I hope that many of you who have not had uh, the ability to do it or the desire to do it think twice about it. And maybe this is the year that you finally help out of the Mayflower Marathon. It begins on November 20th through the 23rd at, at MGM, from the uh, the park and garage. Uh, yeah, again, all of our sponsors will be will be a part of it, and the community will be a part of it. And if you've never seen the Mayflower Marathon, it is really an inspiring uh, event that we're very, very proud of. So please start thinking about it now, 60 days out from today. It's uh, 724 on Rock 102. Attention, football. No- it's 728 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown can give you the uh, forecast. I, uh, I, now I know how to use TikTok. I feel like I'm an expert at it. <laughs> I made three videos in the last uh, in the last two days. Yeah, two for us for the show, and then one I uh, I made my personal one last night where I uh, drove up my driveway to show everybody what the Kenny Rogers roaster sign looks up as it has a motion detector on it, and you pull into the driveway. It's uh very funny actually. You know, uh, you showed me that video. A couple days ago, now that you've uh, you know produced it, and it's yeah. a it is a wonder. I have to say, it is a marvel. Uh, that thing seems so ridiculously bright. Yeah, it's it's very bright. Like it, it, it'll burn out your rods and cones. Oh, it will. It actually. Uh, thank God. You know what? My my neighbor saw this for the first time last night <laughs> because they're on the other side of this, right? So they can't see it. But uh, it was just a resounding, oh, my God. <laughs> what well, illuminates but the entire Huntington does. sky. It's you. And, and, you know, I just think it's so freaking funny that I got Kenny Rogers' face on the side of my garage. <laughs> so I, I did this little TikTok video. It's at uh, Nagel102 if you want to go uh, take a look at it to see how damn bright that thing is. Um, but this is also the result of not having a wife. Oh, yeah, no, no like, wife would allow that in the house. No wife would allow that in the house. As a matter of fact, there were several people that uh, – actually, the guy the guy from uh, Fits to a T, the, the guy who made the T-shirts for us, yeah, the uh, Hawkman shirts and oh, yeah, the, yeah. And the, and the uh, College of Knowledge ones, he's, he's making uh, Kenny Rogers Roasters T-shirts because that's the only thing he has because his wife wouldn't allow him to have something <laughs> ridiculous like that on the side of his house. You know, have, it's like I feel bad every time like I have to bring like a box full of CDs into yeah. the house or or, or, or records like yeah. I, I know at some point my wife is going to say all right how how many more of these are we going to get yeah right 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 yeah. how, 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 how much more can we possibly endure here yeah and then, yeah, um, then I made the mistake of like honey do you think there's a chance that I can maybe bring all the ones up into the basement up into the living room nope. so they have easy access to them no no you're not doing that this is my house too. See, that's the nice thing. See, that's all you guys out there worry about not having anybody. This is the joys of being single. Yeah, you could do whatever the hell you wanted. That's do, unbelievable. Nobody's gonna tell you you shouldn't do that. And and your 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 daughters aren't at the point at at this point in their lives where they've got definitive opinions about what you cannot do oh no they'll have panic attacks in their 20s and realize why they need therapy because my dad did all this crazy stuff like put kenny rogers roaster signs on the side of the garage (laughs) i'm just keeping future therapists employed my friends (laughs) it's 731 news is next to rock 102 here's your western mass news first alert forecast 
It's a chilly start this morning, but lots of... It's just about 7.35 at Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at uh, GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Oh, it's a good morning, all right. You know what day it is. Thursday? Well, it's Thursday, but uh, do you know what the uh, the day of the week it is and what month it is? September 21st? It is September 21st, and this is Earth, Wind, and Fire at Rock 102 W. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Love was changing the minds of pretenders while chasing the clouds away. Our hearts were ringing. Takes a lot out of you. It's it really does. in the morning. Never figured out what a badia was, or a uh, badia, or a baduda. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. Well, I've been working on the railroad all baduda day. <laughs> Didn't you do that? Uh, let's get to news. Okay. Uh, one person was arrested in Ludlow uh, Wednesday following an investigation involving several departments. According to Ryan Walsh from the Springfield Police, the Springfield Firearms Investigative Unit conducted a search warrant at a home on Center Street in Ludlow. One person was arrested and police seized illegal firearms, drugs, and a large amount of cash. The 22 News crew could see nearly a dozen police cruisers outside of the home on Center Street. It was they, crazy. They right even counted. Three o'clock in the afternoon. There was like sirens and lights and woo, 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 woo. There were people getting taken away. It was crazy. Members of the Ludlow Police Department... <sighs> State Police Gang Unit, Hamden DA's uh, office. The DA, uh, Hamden County Narcotics Task Force, and the Hamden County Sheriff's Department assisted in the search warrant. Wall says more information on the incident will be released on Thursday. Uh, again, uh, if we can talk about TikTok. Sure. It's my new thing now. Um, so your new obsession? Well, I made three videos. I'm an expert. I'm a social media influencer. You totally are. Yeah. Most American. influential three videos I've ever seen. You'll be seeing me holding up my Duncan Run. Uh Yes. For casual, uh, self, shameless self-promotion. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of product placement for you. But I was watching this video of uh, Fall River. There was a, a raid in Fall River where it was basically, like, I don't even know what was going on. I have no idea what the circumstances of the bust was, but the Fall River police show up in one of these, like, giant Hummers with, uh, with you know, the armor on it, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they get the guns out. And the urban assault yeah. vehicle. And uh, they, they stop this car in a street coming out of a house, at a driveway of a house, and you can hear the girl in the side go, Mom, there's a SWAT team in the driveway! <laughs> <laughs> and then they make them all get out, and they arrest oh, every yeah. single one of them, and uh, obviously there was some kind of operation going on there, but the... 
you know, when you get the kids involved in your crime ring. <laughs> Mom, there's a SWAT team in the driveway. Tell them I'll be right out. Did you leave your skateboard out there again? <laughs> I told you to take your bike out of the driveway. Uh, the high cost of energy has made it difficult for Massachusetts residents to heat their homes during the winter months, but relief may be in sight. Monthly electric bills are expected to be 27% lower than they were a year ago, driven by winter electric supply, but the savings don't stop there. Beginning on November 1st, based on a rate adjustment proposal filed by the Mass Department of Public Utilities, the monthly bill of a typical residential electric company using 600 kilowatts will approximately be $213. Ah, what savings? Yeah, you know why? Because they jacked us all last year, yeah, and they made a crap ton of money. Wasn't it like a thirty percent increase last did, year? Well, did did you did you have like a, an extremely high bill in January? Uh, I'm trying to remember because there was a couple of months where you just go, "How did the hell did that happen?" I think you know we had a, had a high bill. I want to say it was like in June. Really? Yeah, and it was like you running the air conditioner all day long. Is that one? Not really. Not, not we didn't really start running it until like uh, like July, January. I got one. It was like four hundred bucks, and I have solar panels. So, How'd that happen? I don't know. Well, I mean, you have to pay the whole this whole solar thing. I don't even understand if I'm even most people money. don't. Yeah, and they do that on purpose so you don't understand it. Oh, you get credits. Yes, but I'm also paying for the rental of the equipment on top of my house. Yeah, but you can you can bank your therms. But this was something that was done with the previous owner, and I have to assume, you know, right. the, the contract on this thing. But it does, you know, uh, like a couple of months this past summer, my bill was in the negative because you, you, you accumulate right. so many credits and it pays off whatever the bill. And then they're like in the winter months... You do tend to pay, you know, probably eighty to one hundred and fifty dollars, depending on how much you're using. But last year, when it was like four, I get this bill for like four hundred bucks in January, and I'm like, what the hell? Well, for like this? the longest time, they were they were not judging your usage based on a meter reading or you know or or that electronic you know reading from the street. Right. They were doing it based on uh, assumption for like the longest time. They were estimating your usage, which to me, I always thought. Well, how the hell would they know what my uh, what my assumed usage is? Well, when people started creating grow houses, they realized, hey, maybe this is not a good idea. Because these people are using a lot more, when, and we could be making a lot more money off these folks. When NASA could see the infrared images of your backyard from space, yeah. then all of a sudden they realized, maybe he's using too much. Yeah, the Clark Griswold home is showing up on the GPS. think he might be using a little bit more than he should. <laughs> Well, my grow operation requires a little bit more energy. Uh, a well-known pet and garden store in East Longmeadow has been under the same ownership since 1985, but as of this past summer, it has new owners, the employees themselves. Uh, A.W. Brown's home te- hometown pet and garden store has been a go-to business in East Longmeadow since 1970. Tom Wheeler took over in 1985, brought the store from the Maple Street to Shaker Road in the mid in the mid-90s, Last year, Wheeler uh, told Western Mass News it was time to retire. It all started several years ago when we started thinking about the future of the company and what will be in the best interest of everybody, including the local community. Wheeler had options on the table. He could sell the business or close up shop for good, but there was a third option for the nearly 70-year-old. Let his own loyal employees take over. You know what? I'm a fairly regular uh, shopper Me too. At, at this store. Yeah. I mean, I like going there, I like supporting the local business. Yeah. I got to tell you, you know, it's so 
easy for a, for a business owner to sell to like a national chain or or to a larger company. Uh, I give uh, them a lot of credit for keeping it local, owned by its employees. I got to applaud that. I th- that's I, good. I think that's great too. And you know, you've seen like local businesses around here mm-hmm. go just gone. Like yeah, that, that power equipment place down there. That I like going in there because they had parts and all that the acres. Stuff. Yeah. Gone. 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 Just gone. Like nothing, like no. Oh, you, I don't know if you saw this. Did you drive, uh, have you been down towards like the rotary in the last couple of days? I try not to, but no. Understand. That uh, the old Boston market? Yeah. Leveled. Leveled? Leveled to the ground. What are they going to put there? The one thing that East Long Meadow needs the most. Uh, a drive through fast food restaurant? No, please. We don't need any of that. No, the one thing that uh, East Lamino, for whatever reason, has a a woeful lack of, a bank is going there. What? That's right. Another bank? What do you mean another bank? There's like six of them already right in that little area down there. Yes. Yes. And people in East Longmeadow need to put their money in one more bank. What is East Longmeadow like the financial uh, hub of Western Massachusetts? It is becoming the Wall Street of Western Mass, yes. The it is Wall. a now it is now a financial center. Who who's the wolf of the Wall Street in in East Longmeadow? I don't I don't even know yet. Yeah. But all I know is that uh, that Boston Market, which then became that Vietnamese uh, restaurant, yeah. uh, which closed during the pandemic, leveled to the ground. It's nothing but a now uh, empty hole in the ground. I uh, I that's what she said. Uh, I uh, I don't um, care about the banks. Like there's too many of them. There's just way too many of the banks. Well, I mean, I uh, I do uh, my banking in several locations in town, and uh, I'm not ashamed to say that if uh, one more came into town, I might have to find a few bucks to drop in there. Really? Oh, sure. All right. Yeah, no, I'm a big supporter of the banks. Uh, you know, I always wanted to be a banker. Yeah, but you, you, your dreams were crushed. Uh, I can't remember the line. <laughs> it. I'm not going to bother you. Hey, uh, we have enough time, right? Uh, sure. What the hell's the difference, right? It's not like we got anything planned. Well, we got we? Zolak. Yeah, at eight. Yeah. I'm talking about like right now. No, go ahead. If you think artificial intelligence taking your job is alarming, that's nothing compared to this. AI can translate chicken speak. Shut up. Yeah. Scientists from Japan say AI can help to understand what chif- different chicken clucks mean with about 80% accuracy. Uh, it's not like whole sentences like, Yo, man, the living conditions are really substandard around here. I, I don't know if I can handle this. How come I keep losing all those eggs? Yeah, yeah. Why? I put them. I put six here yesterday. I was sitting on them yesterday. Uh, it uses the sound of their vocalizations to determine the distinct emotional states, including hunger, fear, anger, contentment, excitement, and distress. Obviously, insight like this could be very beneficial in the care of animals, allowing us to know what stresses them out without having to guess. Mm. It's worth pointing out that this research is in its very early stages, and the study was spearheaded by a Tokyo professor named Adrian David Chiak, who's better known for his sex robot research. Hey, uh, we need to, we need to we need somebody to research what these chickens are saying. Who's available? Well, the sex robot guy's available. 
Yeah, I got a joke in my head yeah. that is uh, this that's waiting to be belched out of my system, but I know I can't quite get away with it. Blank a doodle do, or any blank will do. You know, you know what I'm saying? But uh, but the, the real uh, the real reveal came uh, when they did this at MIT and they studied the chickens and they wanted yeah. to know what the chickens say, and the chicken would go. And they say, well, what did the chicken say? And he goes, uh, Vito Perone is not qualified to <laughs> the superintendent search in East Hampton. Yeah. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 73. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. It's 44 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Bye-bye. Get the payment you need with extra incentives and rebates. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 754 in Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 73. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 71. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. We don't have uh, Scott Zolak coming up next hour. We're also going to give you the next keyword to cash. You'll hear the keyword today at 8, 11, 2, and 5. You listen for it. The $1,000 keyword to cash. Enter it to rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win. You play every weekday to increase your chances, and it's all brought to you by TextMeForTires.com and 21st Century Pools and Spas in Chicopee from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I don't know if you've been seeing the, uh, well, it is your post on Facebook that uh, uh, about the Dell's Lemonade thing yeah. at the, uh, the Big E. Mm-hmm. You wrote yesterday and put a big picture of the Dell's Fresh Fruit Lemonade. Only a jerk doesn't like Dell's Frozen Lemonade. I'm talking about you, Steve Nagel. And then all the people are like, I can't believe it. I've lost all respect for Steve Nagel and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after watching all the comments, I, I commented my, myself. You ready? Uh, yeah. I can make a better lemonade with the crushed ice maker on my refrigerator and some bottled lemon juice from the grocery store. Here's a question for you. Why do all the trees in Massachusetts lean south? Answer, because Rhode Island sucks. <laughs> You know, uh, Steve, I I hear your hurtful comments. Yeah. But what I hear mostly is a lot of yap yap with really no backing. It's a matter of personal taste. And yeah. I have to tell you, Dell's frozen yeah. lemonade yeah. is delicious and refreshing on a hot summer day. I'm sure it is. Uh, but then Marty chimed in and said, uh, you, sir, are no longer welcome in the fine state of Rhode Island. Go back to North Carolina where you can watch NASCAR on the beach with your Hilltown friends. <laughs> And then I wrote, Marty, you're not even from Rhode Island. Why don't you go back to Chickabee and your sweatshop chicken salad from your fruit carnival and your toddler dog with ketchup, you caca fuego. <laughs> I used the word caca fuego. Yeah, that's good. I like that I've word. never heard that used before. You never, but you know what it is, I right? believe so, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe I put it together. A little caca fuego. Yeah, no, yeah, I understand he, it. He is, a, he is quite the caca fuego. <laughs> It's just about 7.57 at Rock 1.0. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let's face it. The biggest story in sports uh, this year isn't the Patriots signing a deciding who's going to be a backup quarterback to Mac Jones. It isn't the firing of general manager Kyan Bloom of the Red Sox. It isn't even the decision to make Brad Marchand the team captain to the Bruins, even though it probably should be. 
No, sir. The biggest story in sports this year has to be Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. Are you kidding me? After three games a season, Deion is being touted as possibly the most gifted head coach in college football after taking a team that went 1-11 last year and turning them into the 19th top-ranked team in the country. What Dion is doing in Boulder is nothing short of astounding, especially in the new era of NIL contracts and national TV coverage. Dion is single-handedly transforming the game of college football and maybe all of college sports. And as a result, everybody wants to jump aboard the Colorado bandwagon. Everybody, including seven-time Pro Bowl Hall of Fame defensive tackle Warren Sapp. This week, Sapp appeared on the Rich Eisen Show to talk about the possibility of joining the Colorado coaching staff next season. This comes after Coach Prime extended an open invitation for Sapp to join the team on a part-time basis, which, while sounding like a job offer, is still a part-time position at best. Of course, why wouldn't Deion Sanders want Warren Sapp on the team? This is a guy who would provide a wealth of knowledge to the kids for, uh, for not only playing sound professional defensive football, he would also be able to teach the kids some valuable life lessons as well, such as filing for bankruptcy after not paying your taxes after a four-year span, or how to rack up thousands of dollars in fines for unsportsmanlike conduct, or how to weasel your way out of a domestic violence charge, and more importantly, how to properly solicit a prostitute after covering the Super Bowl for the NFL Network. If Warren Sapp can enlighten these young players on that sort of stuff, which happens to be the stuff he's really knowledgeable about, then I can see the dude making a real difference in the lives of these impressionable young men. And so, I'd be hiring that guy on the spot to make sure he doesn't slip away. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. For those who gonna pretty soon you're going to see a lot of leaves on your lawn, and what are you going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to go to Rocky's for a leaf blower, a big-ass rake, or leaf bags. Those leaves don't stand a chance when you get yourself over to Rocky's Ace Hardware and prepare yourself for fall. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, let's see. Uh, sunny today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. It is 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Before we get to uh, talking to Scott Zolak, the uh, keyword to cash today is the word grand. That's grand, G-R-A-N-D. Go to the uh, keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com. It could be worth a shot at $1,000. Good luck. From Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Okay, enough of that. He's on the phone. Yes, he is. From wherever the hell he's sitting, getting ready for this weekend's game, is Scott Zolak. Good morning, Scott. How you doing? I'm in bed. That's good. I'm, that's how I get ready. Yes. I, I don't have to go in for about another hour. Oh, good for you, man. That's, right. that's the way to do it. All right, Scott, here's a sneak peek at the uh, Patriots game plan against the Jets. Ready? <laughs> Three words. Yeah. Play cleaner football. That's it. <laughs> if the Patriots it can wait like them out, of, what? <laughs> what? It sounds what? like four words cleaner because you get the you get the double uh, double um, whatever the hell you call that. It's an entendre. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if the Patriots can wait them out again, they will watch the Jets puke on themselves, <laughs> slip in their own mess, and fall flat on their butts. Then all the Pats will need to do Sunday is tiptoe around that mess to leave uh, MetLife Stadium with a win, because that's exactly how this series has played out ever since Mac Jones and Zach Wilson were drafted in 2021. And with Wilson back under center, it'll be the same script moving forward. I yield my time to the gentleman from wherever you're from. <laughs> I said, what the hell do you have me on for? You just see this. 
Well, um, maybe you've heard my no. sentiments uh, uh, echoed by Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same one. Same he, cop- one. Yeah. he copies yeah, me I all do. the time. I heard that somewhere. Yeah, he copies me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that is the recipe, really, truly. Just uh, to keep this thing muddy it up, keep it close to the fourth. You know this guy's, you know guy's going to make the ultimate mistake because he can't help himself. Um, even in the first two games. And, you know, Rodgers went down four snaps in. And people forget that kid played three and a half quarters against them um, or almost four quarters against Buffalo won that game at home, so it's not like the kid's 0-2. Um, I don't, really don't think he's going to make the same mistakes he did last year. Where He just had some egregious interceptions running outside the pocket and just throwing it up for grabs. McCourty, I think, got two of them. Um, so I think Hackett's going to beat it into him. You know, we're, we're, they're not going to put it in his hands. They're going to try and run it with Brees Hall and you know just run the dink and dunks and a couple screens out there to, to uh, Wilson. But uh, the Jets' defense is is legit, man. It's probably the best defense we'll face all year. You know, this is the this is the thing. Uh, the Jets have lost fourteen straight games to the Patriots against Bill Belichick. You know, I I, I know that those first fourteen games don't mean a whole lot of jack squat these days. But you know, if there are a team that had the ability to blow an opportunity, it would be the New York Jets. Absolutely, absolutely, and. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not big in carrying over the prior year, right? Yeah, yeah, we were we were two and zero against them last year, both with Wilson. Um, I I just don't carry over year to year, but there is something when you lose seven straight years and it's been 14 straight that there's something built into that team. There's something in that team's DNA that, uh, like we always say up here, they're still the Jets. You know, it's it's. Well, yeah, they, I, you you got to start fast in this game. I think I think the team, I think the Patriots will be fine if they just start fast in this game. You're getting Trent Brown back at tackle and just you know it's another week. These guys are playing together. They haven't played together all camp. Yeah, uh, the line was in disarray last two weeks, so uh, it should be better. I mean, I expect it to be better. We're in a hell of a lot of trouble. Well, you know, I mean, so the Patriots are zero and two, and you know, some people say, well, that hasn't happened since uh, you know two thousand one. Well, that is the year they did win the Super Bowl for the first time. But you know, the the thing about this is. You can't give up four sacks. You can't give up. You know, uh, you can't lose the ball on 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 fumbles. You you've got to somehow stop you know, making these big mistakes that they've done that now for the first two games. And this is a better team than we were used to last year. It just they just need to start showing it. Oh, they're better. They're better than last year, without a There's doubt. No doubt about it. They're just they're functional on offense. The problem is you had a pick six to start the game two two weeks ago. And you found yourself down 14. You gave up that score before the half to Miami. So in essence, we're, we chased 30 points in the first two first two games, down 16 nothing and down 14. Um, they're not they're not a team that's built to do that to, to come back like that, throw 55 times a game. Yeah, you could do that when Brady was here, um, but you know Mac's not Tom Brady. But Mac isn't the problem. Mac's playing really really good football uh, from what I've seen compared to a year ago. He's I mean, he's playing good football and he's you know spreading it around a lot too. I mean like nine different receivers last week against uh, Miami. If you really compare the numbers between you know him and Tua, they weren't so very far apart. I mean uh, other than the fact that you know Mac was sacked four times. I mean really this they both played very very well. Just you know Miami was not was able to to play a cleaner game and not make those dumb mistakes. Yeah, the problem is we we labor though. Like every throw is contested, and there's a guy on someone's back, and nobody's wide open. Uh, you know, Miami distributes the ball in that. Two is sort of like that point guard. You know, a lot of a lot of snaps behind the line of scrimmage, under five yards, and those guys run after catch. They had a lot of yards after catch, but you're right. I think I think Mac had the labor more, moving in the pocket, buying time, 
and his throws have to be much more precise than what Tua's are. This is uh, Scott Zolak on the phone. This, you know, I I'm at the point now where I look at you know the backup quarterback situation with the Patriots, and I need like an abacus, I need some spreadsheets, I need a bunch of number two pencils. I don't know how to keep track of what's going on with anything right now because everything changes every 24 hours. This whole Matt uh, Coral situation just gets to be more and more confusing. As a guy who's you know picked up and then waved, and then picked up again, waved again, now back on the practice squad. What is going on with this kid, and, and why are the Patriots you know, going back and forth on, on where they stand with the backup? Yeah, see, part of the problem, too, he's on that exempt list, so he left the team for personal reasons, which is you know, he's dealing with some, some stuff. I, I, I don't know if it's depression or something, but uh, whatever he's dealing with, he needs some time, and I think you know, under the circumstances, the team has to understand that. I think there's league rules as to what you do. He he walked. He was welcoming. Uh, uh, he was welcome to join the practice squad again. He, I think he agreed to it initially. Then he said, "You know what? I'm really not ready yet. He's not coming back." And the team had to report. Like it, it's you have to legally report. Okay, we did have him in for a visit, even though yeah, he's here. But uh, it's it's an odd situation. But it tells you. But they are looking. They're looking for more help to sort of support that. There, it's it's Mac Jones, it's Bailey Zappi, and you know Malik Cunningham still here on the uh, practice squad. So they're still looking to bring in that third guy because they had Ian Book in too, and they released him. Yeah, there's been a couple incidents, uh, you know, so far this season, not necessarily with the with the Patriots, but the the uh, the whole situation with Devontae Adams of uh, of the Raiders and Taylor Rapp from the uh, from uh, from Buffalo. You know where you know there's, yeah. there's 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 hits that are happening that probably should be called and you're getting guys you know maybe being evaluated for concussions. I know the NFL really would like to get a control over you know these kinds of hits and concussion injuries, but it, it doesn't really sound like they're any further along in eliminating this kind of stuff than they've ever been. What's what's your take? First of all, on that particular hit, but you know in general, are, are the NFL any further along on this than than they've ever have been? Yeah, I think they are. I do. I really do think they are because, you know, here, here we are talking about it where, you know, 15, 20 years ago when I played, you know, those things are totally legal. You knock a guy's head off and it becomes on the highlight reel in NFL films and you laugh and have fun with it. Um, you know, we had one in our game last week that I thought was a really bad call initially. Then you see it um, helmet to helmet. It was at the Marte Mapu uh, hit. hit uh, who was it going up the seam? Somebody was going up the seam. I think it was Jalen Waddle. Uh, at the end, and Judon had coverage, but it was helmet to helmet. And, you know, eventually what they're going to try to do is get guys thinking, okay, I could go deliver this bone breaking hit, but I got to keep my head out of it. As long as you do that, I think you're okay. You saw it in Colorado, Colorado State, too. That, um, that, that, that good receiver from Colorado got absolutely almost decapitated by the Colorado State safety. And I thought Dion did a good job saying, hey, it's, it, kids try to play football, too. That kid's getting death threats now. Yeah, that's. A, I was going to ask you about that because the uh, it was the uh, the Henry Blackburn hit on on uh, yeah. on Travis Hunter. I mean, it's it it was a totally unnecessary hit. I mean, the, the it was pretty much a you know a, 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 the play was pretty much over at that point. He still got you know tagged pretty good, but then you know you have fans of you know college football making death threats against this kid. It just seems to be. You know, I mean, I realize that college football fans, especially in other parts of the country, not so much in New England, are maniacal about college football and where, where it's going but to see you know death threats uh, being you know levied against another kid to me it's just it, it's just unfathomable that 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 would happen but of course it does it's ridiculous yeah it's, it's ridiculous to do that but i mean that that's a rivalry game you know that's one of those ones you get it in west virginia 
you know, Alabama versus Georgia. You're you're going to get those those big hits like that. I think there was intent probably that week to say, hey, if we got a chance to hit these guys, let's hit them. And you know, the physicality in that game, especially early, the amount of flags. Um, I just think that type of game gets carried away, and the attention to Dion is is getting around the team and the way he's doing things is sort of. You know, lean fans to do this. I mean, fans got to start behaving themselves. Like, you see what happened at Gillette Stadium this weekend. Yeah, go to football games, watch football. It's like like Dion said, it's a, it's a game at the end. One guy, one team wins, one team loses. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's not life. In that situation, they're they're saying that the, uh, the the guy that died may have had another medical situation that may not have had anything to do with him getting punched in the head. But you know what? I mean, I've been to Patriots games. I've been to. Green Bay games where you know fights in the stands are just almost Buffalo? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I had yeah, not. Go to Buffalo. Go I to Buffalo for a game. Oh, I've listen. I've been to Green Bay during a Chicago game, and it was not necessarily yeah. a pretty thing. But you know, I mean, people just get you know overly rambunctious. Maybe they're loaded. You, you just never know. You know, when you're at a game, just watch the game. Don't cause problems. It's not that easy to avoid right. getting hit. And there's nothing wrong with getting loaded. I've been loaded a million times. I You're loaded now. I hit people. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm a happy. I'm a happy guy. You know, just, uh, hey, have a couple of drinks. Be happy. Cheer for your team. Get the hell out of there. What's? It, it's 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 not a it's not a hard thing to do going to a football game. It really isn't. No, it's really not. Are you having a cocktail right now in bed? <laughs> God, no, I'm having coffee. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, a little, little, little cream, little sweet, little, little, little clean, little, little, little cream, little sweet, little, little sambuca in it too. All right, let's uh, let's uh. No. <laughs> Before we wrap things up here, let's talk smack for Sunday. What do you call a New York Jet with a Super Bowl ring? A th- loss. A thief. Joe Namath's teammate. You can tell these in the broadcast booth, by the way, on Sunday. Uh, why, why, why are the, how are the Jets like my neighbors? They can't pick up a single yard. <laughs> and what's what's the difference between the je- what's the difference between the Jets and cigarettes? Bill Belichick but. doesn't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not using those. Hey. I'm not using those. Oh, use every one of them, you, Scott. You Why com- not? You coming out to the Big E? What is that thing? It's like a big fair, right? It's, it's a big it, carnival. It yeah. is a uh, it is a six state uh, you know, fair of all the New England states out in West Springfield. It's a good time. That is insane. That's yeah. insane. I would love to go. But like, so is it? it How's parking and everything for that? It's uh well, it's ten dollar right? parking, and it's right there next to the gate. Yeah, yeah if you don't, you'll be fine. If you don't mind uh, hanging out with like a million people a day, it's it's a it's a great time. I love funnel cakes. I love funnel cakes. Oh, they got lots food, of funnel cakes. Truck that has that, dude. Yeah. They got loads of that stuff. Maybe I'll do it. All right, Scott. We'll talk yeah. to you next week. All right. All right, Scott Thanks, Zolak. Guys, Thanks. Have a great week. You bet. It's 824 with Bax and Nagel and Scott Zolak on Rock 102. Rock 102 is your home for New England Patriots football all season. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serviu Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or serviulocksmith.com. Local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, ten residents at the Veterans Home in Holyoke have tested positive for COVID-19 since Saturday, prompting the home to return to universal masking and daily testing for exposed staff members. The ten residents are all undergoing treatment and experiencing mild symptoms, the Executive Office, uh, uh, Executive Office of Veterans Services said Wednesday. The comments were made following a virtual meeting with the residents' families and loved ones to update them on the cluster of cases and to answer any questions. No veterans have been hospitalized. All uh, positive residents uh, reside in an isolation unit within the Holyoke Soldiers' Home. Uh, In total, the home has 110 
Veteran residents' family can visit the veterans' home, but the staff is currently discouraging outside visits for family members who still want to visit the home. Masks are required to enter the facility. The uh, home is uh, holding calls and meetings over the next week to inform staff and residents and family members. The leadership team at uh, Holyoke is meeting daily to review and monitor the situation and make any necessary adjustments, uh, according to the Executive Office of Veteran Services. So, good. here we are again. Uh, yeah, but... Um, hopefully somebody uh, somebody's overseeing this, what's going on here. Well, that, I think that's what they're saying, is that they're uh, doing a much more thorough job paying attention this time around than that one time. Um, I'm trying to load some of these stories on here, but none of them are working because our internet is like at a crawl. Mm. Yeah. Somebody um, must have arrived upstairs and started using the internet. <laughs> it's like if like, uh, you got like a house with like three showers and bathrooms yeah. and you all take a shower at the same time. Uh, the uh, hot water goes away right away and all the water comes out of the dribble. This story is ready and available. A fair favorite at the Big E is not available this year. The owner of the baked potato stand at the Connecticut building passed away earlier this year. The way the headline made it is you're never going to get a baked potato at the Big E again. It was just this particular one. Yeah. Because you thought it was the main building. And I was like, no, 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 no. They're still operating. Because the headline, this is the headline. Baked potato stand at the Big E closed this year after owner passes away. That is just leading you to, because everybody knows about the main baked potato one. Right. And I'm sure if you're from Connecticut, you know about the Connecticut guy, but it was the Connecticut guy. It wasn't the famous main one. I mean, either way, it's sad that the man passed away. But oh, without just, a doubt. But uh, but to make, it's the media making you believe that you're not going to get the baked potato this year. Well, see, this is the thing I, I don't get. And, you know, uh, our condolences to uh, this gentleman's family uh, as he passed away, but... If you have a headline like that, you could spend you could spin people into a baked potato frenzy yeah. because that's the reason they go. You 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 can't get a baked potato anywhere else all year long than at the main building at the at the Big E. They don't exist. People, it's a complicated recipe. A fair favorite of the Big E is not available this year. The owner of the baked potato stand at the Connecticut building passed away earlier this year. People at the Big E were shocked to hear that the little taste of Texas Smokehouse Grill is not serving up their famous baked potatoes. The line for baked potatoes at the Connecticut building usually extends all the way down the walkway. Are they talking about the same stand? I don't know. If that's true. The owner, Danny Bell, passed away unexpectedly this past June, according to his obituary. His baked potatoes were a staple at the Big E for the last two decades, becoming a tradition for many families. Well, I'm sure that's true. Yeah, but with all due respect to to Danny Bell, I never heard of that. I thought it was the main building. Every every time you hear about a baked potato, it was the main building. Marketing. It wasn't the Connecticut building. It's all marketing. There's other places to get a baked potato with the Big E. Of Not even on the is. Avenue of States. Uh, this year, the stand is closed with a large memorial Danny placed over the mm-hmm. area. Uh, my father-in-law passed away one year ago today. We were hoping to have our potato day and remember him, but it's okay. We'll make the best of it. Uh, so many people took a moment to stop and pay tribute to Bell and his baked potatoes this past Tuesday. And people were saying they were they were shocked that the uh, the stand was gone. Hmm. Again, though, I don't ever remember hearing about the Connecticut baked potato. No, because every, again, it's all marketing. 
Everyone <laughs> talks about the main baked potato as if like it's something special that you can't get anywhere else. But do you think that uh, people think that when they're getting the baked potato from whatever stand, they're like, this is the Big E baked potato, even though it might not be the main one? Some people might. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure that the baked potato from one building to another still tastes like a potato. Uh, all right. Well, here we have uh, the, the story finally loaded, so I can tell you what it's about now. What's it about? The Big E fights. Oh, good. Uh, fake fights at the Big E staged for TikTok views are front of mind for the West Springfield Police Department, but the police department clarified that despite earlier claims to the contrary, they have not yet happened. Multiple fights have been reported at the Big E in the first five days. However, those fights have all been real, according to Sergeant Joe LaFrance. One uh, one fight involved a uh, one one fight involved one man ganged up by at least three other men. Another fight resulted in the arrest of two Connecticut twenty-year-olds. Videos and pictures of those fights were posted on social media and got thousands of views. But as it was claimed and widely reported by several outlets, they weren't started to to get TikTok or Instagram views. Oh, I don't know who to believe anymore. Yeah, I feel like everything is a lie. Fighting for social media fame is a concern for the police department, though. The sergeant told Mass Live that the concern for future potential of these staged TikTok fights arose after agencies recently warned the Department of Conversation amongst Western Mass children at school who were looking to stage fights for TikTok fame at the Big E. Oh, we did it yesterday without a hitch. Yeah. We staged our own fight. Well, it wasn't, uh, not a single punch was actually thrown. Well, kind of in that first fight we saw at the Big E. <laughs> Just a lot of people pulling up their pants and yeah, throwing that's... false punches. Uh, LaFrance said the kids were discussing possibly staging these fights on some special or state days at the fair, like on city days, adding the information came in from uh, school resource officers. In a press release on Tuesday, the department said, information we received indicate there may be fights staged and recorded so young people could become TikTok famous. We ask people using social media and the local media to be aware of this trend across the country. On social media platforms such as TikTok or Instagram, videos of brawls often go viral, garnering hundreds of thousands of comments, views, and likes, Mm. earning those who posted it online notoriety. You know, uh, this is just an observation uh, on my part, because, you know, uh, you and I have spoken to many truly famous people. Yeah. People who actually have worked very hard their entire lives to amass a certain level of fame we've done that right yeah okay i'm gonna say that tiktok famous is not real famous it's just notoriety oh come on it's not how many people do you can you name that uh have either gotten like a movie deal or a book deal or a tv series deal off their tiktok fame uh, not very many. No. Not very many. No, but I know it comedians is a, who have gotten uh, gigs because yeah. of the fact that they've promoted Well, that's their, a chicken and the egg thing. What came first, them being a comedian or them being TikTok famous? I don't know. They were probably on their way to fame anyway. They didn't need TikTok. Maybe that TikTok just pushed them over the edge a little bit more, but I don't know. Yeah, but some of them aren't even funny, and they're making, uh, they're getting booked because they have little tiny clips of them telling one funny joke. But the rest of the the rest of the set is not even funny. Mm-hmm. So okay. I don't know what to believe. Well, let's uh, take for example the uh, the girl that plays the recorder on uh, on TikTok. You know, she takes uh, regular songs and ruins them by playing the recorder to them. Yeah. Um, is she TikTok famous? 
Got she a bunch be. of viewers. Got a bunch of followers. But, but she, I would say no. She might be making some money though. She might. It's but all if, about income. It's not. It's not necessarily being the top celebrity on TikTok. It's about how much cash you can bring in. Think know. about how many videos you've seen of whether it be a brawl or arrests or anything, anything like that. Do you remember who posted them? No. No, you're really just getting it for the views, but TikTok doesn't care about that. If they're getting the views and you have the video and you share the video, you get the residuals. From I know. That. I'm just saying it's empty fame and not likely to last very long. It's like a fleeting fame. It's just notoriety. Well, I'm already up to 107 views. Really? On my TikTok, my personal TikTok page. Is so. that a fact? You don't know, man. I uh, I even got seven hearts on my video. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A lot of heart on your video. A lot of heart. It, I, I saw uh, a woman getting kicked off an airplane yesterday. Yeah. And uh, as she's getting, she's like, she's arguing with one of the passengers. Obviously, I don't even know what she did, but she's arguing with somebody. She's grabbing her bag because they're kicking her off the plane before the plane even took off. Right. And, uh. Go ahead and record me. I'm Instagram TikTok famous, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's really not something you should say when no. you're way off the airplane after you're about kicked out for your bad behavior. I'm Instagram famous. Yeah, that's not that's that's not going to help you in a court of law. About three angry residents stormed out of the Edward J. Municipal Building Tuesday night after uh, counselors rejected a proposal to institute a 25-mile-per-hour speed limit across the town of West Springfield. One woman blew a raspberry and declared the meeting a joke before making her exit. Right? She blew a raspberry? Yeah. That. Oh. I thought that meant something else. It's called the Edward J. Municipal Building. I had no idea. Did Edward J. have a last name? N maybe his last name was J. Uh, in a regularly scheduled meeting on Tuesday, only two counselors, Michael LaFlamme and Dan O'Brien, oh, Spitgard guy, voted in favor of the change. Six counselors opposed the proposal, keeping the current 30-mile-per-hour uh, 30 speed limit in place. Despite voting against the measure, Council President Edward Sullivan said members of the Council's Traffic and Safety Subcommittee, Town Engineer Connor Knightley and Mayor Will Reichelt, are working together on traffic calming solutions. He said the group is planning to present their ideas to the public at the next meeting, scheduled for October 2nd. Wow, Ed Sullivan and Will Reichelt working together. Thought I'd never live to see the day. All right, Sonny Boy, you ain't going to get these people to lower that speed limit to 25. Let me tell you how we're going to do it. Dad, can I be the mayor today? We're going to blockade all the roads in and out of town with rolls of paper. And we're going <laughs> to lay them across the thing. That way I get my money and the town gets their speed. Every, everybody's reduced. happy. Although the majority of the Traffic and Safety Subcommittee recommend bringing the proposal forward to the full town council for the vote, its chair, Michael Egger, said he did not support the measure and he asked the council to vote against it. Egger said he opposed the resolution down townwide 25 uh, because of lack of posted speed limits on the town's roads and a risk that it could lead to discretionary enforcement where police officers target certain drivers. According to Egger, the uh, state has a speed limit set by statute, and adopting a town-wide 25-mile-per-hour speed limit, uh, it will make every driver noncompliant with the state-set limit. Hmm. So they're not going to do it. It was kind of a it was kind of a dumb idea to begin with. Anyway, I understand because people are getting hit. Mm -hmm. You want to slow that traffic down, 
but you every every street in West Springfield would be 25 miles an hour. That just doesn't just, seem like a good idea. Listen, there are some times that in West Springfield, I want to, I just want to gun it just to get out of West Springfield. Yeah, and then you, and then all of a sudden you're uh, you're coming down I 91, and as soon as you get to Whatever that exit is for Riverdale Street, you got to slow down from seventy miles an hour to all the way down to twenty-five to make sure you're in compliance. <laughs> Nobody wants to live that way. Yeah, you know how many accidents you're going to cause doing that? Oh, I forgot. It's twenty-five miles an hour. You know what? The funny thing is, it probably would be worse if you did it. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it would be yeah. people banging into each other. I don't think they were actually proposing that for the highway, though. Yeah, we'll see about that. That was for the roads. A man from Rhode Island has been sentenced to prison after his role in trafficking drugs nationwide by hiding them in children's items, according to a press release from the acting U.S. attorney Josh Levy's office. 38-year-old Nathan Body from Pawtucket was sentenced by a U.S. District Court uh, judge for seven years in prison and three years of unsupervised release. To, uh, he pleaded guilty on May 19 to one count of conspiracy to distribute and possess drugs. Body was... Uh, Indicted by a federal grand jury along with alleged co-conspirators, and around April of 2022, an investigation began into drug trafficking uh, organization called DTO. What he was doing was he was mailing drugs and hiding them within packages containing children's items, such as toy trucks, Halloween decorations, and Disney items. Hmm. It's a little creative, isn't it? Yeah. You get to, when you open up that box with Pluto in it. <laughs> and he jumps out of the box. Oh, yeah. He's like, what's up, man? Just came from Orlando. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you had any bottled water? Or some nasal spray? Thirsty! <laughs> uh, between May and October of 2022, investigators seized seven packages which contained a total of over 900 grams of methamphetamine, thousands of counterfeit pills containing fentanyl. And suspected, uh, da- I don't know how to say that. You know, I find it upsetting that a guy from Rhode Island isn't uh, more focused on, like, uh, I don't know, Dell's frozen lemonade and soggy hot dogs. Yeah, because he knows that uh, he doesn't want to even be in Rhode Island. He's like, listen. Well, on those charges, he may not be in Rhode Island for very long. Well, maybe if he uh, mixed some drugs in with Dell's frozen lemonade, uh, maybe uh, that would be a bigger seller. At oh, the I, don't, I don't see how that's possible. I uh, think that. When officials searched Bodie, they discovered he tried to swallow a plastic bag containing 20 grams of methamphetamine. <laughs> Do you really think that's a good idea? Like, Well, it's in a bag. Yeah. I saw a guy, again, on TikTok, because I'm a TikTok guy now. I saw a guy on TikTok with a handful of magic mushrooms yeah. on an airplane yeah, huh? in mid-flight going, oh, I'm going to get messed up. And he starts eating them, and that was the end of the video. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's not a good <laughs> it idea. Didn't, didn't say on top of the video, you know, watch until the end, and that's, then you find yeah. out there's like a, like a part two. Dude, that's not even a good idea by yourself. <laughs> Let alone doing that mid-flight. Can you imagine the like the anxiety uh, and the, you know the things flying out at you? No, I can't. Yeah, I can't. You would see William Shatner on the wing. <laughs> Leslie Leslie Nielsen would be on the plane. Yeah, your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of seventy-three. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of seventy-one. It's forty-four right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Oh yeah, Ramp.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 857 and the Eagles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 72 tomorrow. Partly cloudy with a high of 72. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. The Australian Pink Floyd show is coming to the Hanover Theater in Worcester. Sunday, uh, September 24th. That is this Sunday. It's a 7 o'clock show. Uh, we happen to have a pair of tickets to see it. Uh, the Australian Pink Floyd show. Uh, very, very good show. 10th caller, 293-1021 wins those tickets good luck to you good luck good luck i will be picking up the phone for you oh you'll actually get a chance to talk to steve nagel in I, person and uh and actually you might even be the unlucky one where i go number one number two number three number four number five number six number seven number eight rock one and two i'm sorry you're number nine yeah that's the my favorite part yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's when like you tell like one. number nine guy oh sorry dude you one maybe, short maybe i should add a womp womp to that yeah that would be maybe hilarious. i'll do that today. yeah yeah yeah, yeah maybe i'll make a tiktok out of it i'm gonna tape myself answering the call oh yeah and then i'll go womp womp you're a number loser nine loser sorry loser you're number nine all right, so uh, endure the abuse. Uh, call it 10 right now. 293-1021. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds like?